welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello and welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is Kenny Kramer and today is Thursday, October 5th. This is episode number 31 of the Good Fight Sports Podcast. We just keep cranking them out here. And this week, we're doing week seven of high school football. This is a preview for the upcoming games of the week, plus um, a preview of Notre Dame football and then other college football games, mostly top 25 games. If there's, if there's other college football games that are of value, uh, we'll talk about those too. But we're going to jump right in first with the spotlight game of the week for high school football. Uh, this week for week seven, it's number nine, 6A Penn, coming in at 6-1. and one, And they're on the road at number seven in 4A, New Prairie. And they're also 6-1. and one. Uh, NIC North Division Championship is on the line here. These two teams are both 4-0. 4-0 in the NIC Big Division. And... New Prairie has won, I believe they've won six in a row. Yeah, because they lost the first game to their arch rival Laporte. And then Penn has cranked off, I believe it's four straight wins, uh, after their absolute demolishing from uh, Indianapolis Cathedral a few weeks ago. And uh, so these two teams are coming off of, one team is coming off of a big win, the other is coming off of a, a, a game they were supposed to win. Uh, the New Prairie is coming off of a 35-12 uh, win against previously unbeaten South Bend Riley. And that game was over in New Carlisle at, I believe it's Miller Field over there in New Prairie. And they will be hosting Penn. And then Penn is coming off of a 28 to nothing win over South Bend St. Joe, which is not surprising. And that w- and then that game was at Everwise Freed Field in Mishawaka on the campus of Penn High School. So this is the sixth ever meeting between these two uh, powerhouses from the area. New Prairie is kind of that new kid on the block kind of a deal. Penn is that established. Well, it's, it's Penn. If you know anything about uh, local high school football, you know that Penn is really the... Um, bread and butter, I guess, of high school football. They, they're they good almost every year. They're consistent almost every year. They are just the best almost every year in our area. Once Penn gets out of our area, then it's they're not as good. That's a, another discussion for another time. So one of the big questions... Or you can narrow. You can make these into two questions. Can the Cougars knock off the mighty Kingsmen? That that's one of the questions that we're going to have answered. Or is Penn going to continue their dominance in the NIC? And if Penn were to win this game this week, it would be their forty-first conference title crown since nineteen seventy-eight. Penn has won forty-one. Since 1978, 41 conference championships in the NIC, in the NIC since 1978. Penn has just absolutely dominated the NIC 
every single year. That 41 is also uh, including years where Penn was tied, was a co-conference champion and includes those years. Outright conference championships, I believe that's about like 30 or something like that. It's kind of ridiculous. And uh, also Penn comes in as a 14-point favorite, surprisingly, at 31-17. to However, I don't think it's that surprising. I think Penn is going to come in here, and they're going to take care of business. They're going to win their 41st conference title, and they're going to win by 20. I have Penn winning 34-14. to I think I think it's going to be a close first half. I believe it's probably going to be like 14-14 at half, like maybe like 10-7 or something like that. It's going to be a close first half. The two teams are going to be it's going to be a dogfight in the first half. But I th- I think Penn in the second half is going to come out. They're going to establish dominance. They're going to show everyone that Penn means business this year. And I think Penn's going to take care of business. They're going to win and they're going to win handedly in the second half not in the first half. Second half dominance from Penn gets them a 20-point win at 34-14. to 14. LaVille is playing on the road this week. Number 4-2A LaVille, 6-1, is on the road at number 14-1A North Judson. 15th overall meeting between these two schools. Uh, the series is close. LaVille leads 9-6. LaVille... If Favored by seven at 28-21. Uh, it's kind of surprising to me, first off, that North Judson is still ranked in 1A after they got the brakes beaten off of them by Triton. Don't sleep on Triton in 1A, by the way. Triton can be that spoiler up here that could just wreck someone's good season. Watch out for Triton in the postseason. They could be a threat. They're, they're someone to not take lightly in 1A. Watch out for the Trojans. They can make some noise in the tournament. Back to back to LaVille uh, now. I have LaVille winning 34-28. to 28. I, I don't see this ever being more than a two-score game at, at some point. I think it's going to be at least a one-score game throughout. I don't think one team is going to come out and just absolutely just get up by two scores right away. I think I don't know. I don't think this is going to come down to the wire, kind of like last week did it for Laville. Even though it really wasn't down to the wire for Laville, they had to come back though. That's for sure. But I don't think Laville's going to have to come back in this game. I think they're going to be they're going to have to lead most of the game. Um, again, only only up by one score for the game, but. It's, it's it's kind of a toss-up because Laville, Laville's offense has been good and not good at the same time. And also their defense has been good and not good at, at times. And at, Against Knox, the defense was not good at all. They couldn't tackle. And in the first half against Glenn, they couldn't tackle either. But in the second half, Laville's offense came out and they just decided to run the ball consistently. And then on defense, they actually started to wrap up and tackle. They got turnovers, which was a big key for Laville in that game. So I think LaVille only wins by six, but they get the win. They move to seven and one, and North Judson will fall to four and four on a year where I really thought North Judson was going to be the one that was going to be the tough test for LaVille. 
Obviously, obviously Knox was going to come in. We all knew that Knox was going to be good. But I thought North Judson would be a lot better than what they are. They've lost some games where it's kind of questionable how they lost. But I, I really thought North Judson would be a lot better than what their record says. Now, they could be better than what their record says. I have not seen North Judson play this year. But seeing them play last year, I really thought they would carry that over this year. Just kind of like after they lost to LaVille, the way they lost to LaVille, I thought that was going to be something that would spark them into next season to be like, okay, we need to come out and we need to prove that we are the best team in the Hoosier North. And and now let's show LaVille and, and also Knox that we run things in the Hoosier North, not LaVille and or Knox. Obviously, LaVille has been dominant here in the Hoosier North as of late when it was Pioneer for, I think it was seven straight years they won the Hoosier North. It was ridiculous. But LaVille has come out now, and they've established themselves in the Hoosier North. And now LaVille going into the new conference that they're going to be in, they've established themselves as a team that's not to be reckoned with. They're a team that's consistent, so we're going to see LaVille winning six, seven, eight, nine games a year. Maybe that an occasional 10-win season for LaVille. You never know. But I, I, I have LaVille winning by six, um, and it's kind of crazy in that North Judson it's coming in at four and three. Moving on now, we have Concord four and three. At number nine, 5A, Mishawaka five and two. Mishawaka is coming off of a close, close loss to Northwood. And I think that plays a key into this game. And we'll get into that here in a, in a second. This is the eighth meeting between these two schools. Um, most of the meetings have come in the postseason. I think it was two, two straight years these two teams met in the postseason in semi-state in 5A or regional in 5A. And I think both teams traded wins those years. Uh, Cavemen lead the series five games to two. Mishawaka's favored by 10 at 31-21. However, I think Mishawaka takes care of business this week. I think they come out, and they come out hot. I think they get out by two scores early, and I think it's just Concord playing catch-up the rest of the game. And I th- I have Mishawaka winning forty two to twenty one. I I just I think the way Mishawaka lost last week, I think they want to get back to work. They want to come out in this game, and they're going to show Concord they mean business. They're not done, even though they have two losses. I think they come out and they just beat the brakes off of Concord. I think that twenty one is a touchdown in the second half on a running clock. I think it's 40 I think it's like 28 to 7 at half. Mishawaka and then Mishawaka just kind of runs kind of just opens the game up even more uh in the second half. I I don't know about a running clock in the game. I don't think Mishawaka is going to get that far, but you never know. Uh, and then some other local games. We have Bremen 4 and 3 at number 17 in 4A. South Bend Riley Six and one. This is the ninth meeting between these two schools, and Bremen leads the series five games to three. 
This one should be a good one over there at Jackson Field in South Bend. Uh, if you don't have a good game to go to and you don't want to go over to New Prairie or down to LaVille, uh, go to this one at Jackson Field. Highly recommend it. It's going to be one of those good games where maybe Bremen pulls off the upset. I don't I don't know. Just kind of like the way South Bend Riley lost last week to Naprairie, they could bounce back. Or that could be like a trap game in a bad way where Riley drops two in a row. I don't see that happening, though. I think Riley takes care of business, and they win. They continue their unbeaten, and I see their un undefeated record in the NIC and they and they beat Bremen uh, and then Bremen falls to four and four we have Caston one and six at Winnemac two and five this is the 47th meeting between these two schools Winnemac has a dominant 37 to nine record in the series uh, I highly expect Winnemac to take care of business this week Columbia City five and two at Leo five and two this is the 11th meeting between these two schools, and Leo leads the series seven games to three. We have number four and six to eight, Crown Point, seven and oh, at Chesterton, two and five. This is the 40th meeting between these two rivals, and Crown Point leads the series 21 to 18. This one's going to get out of hand and out of hand quickly. Expect a running clock in the second half for sure. We have Culver Academy three and four at South Bend St. Joe three and four. This is the thirty-first meeting between these two schools, and St. Joe leads the series eighteen to twelve. We have Elkhart three and four at Mishawaka Marion three and four. This is the only the third meeting between these two schools since the Elkhart merge back in twenty twenty. This is yeah. And the series is tied 1-1. I was about ready to repeat, repeat myself, but I caught myself there. We have Fairfield 4-3 at Lakeland 5-2. This is the 44th meeting between these two schools. And Lakeland leads the series 25-18. So here, here's um, the crazy thing for John Glenn. John Glenn has a... They might be playing on Saturday... They, I would think because, yeah, yeah, they are. So Friday, John Glenn JV is at South Bend Clay one and six. There is no series history here. Uh, John Glenn Varsity does not want to play South Bend Clay, and that's for a good reason. Um. But, however, we get to talk about South Bend Clay just one more time. South Bend Clay, like we said last, like we said on Sunday, they're coming off of a 54 to nothing win over North Newton, and they ended, they finally ended their 34-game losing streak. Um, they got back on the winning path. Uh, now they're 7 and 98 since 2012, but they finally got their seventh win and their first win of the season. Can they get two? Can they start a winning streak? We'll find out. And then Saturday, uh, John Glenn faces Tippecanoe Valley at John Glenn. Uh, that is a 7 p.m. kick. Uh, Tippecanoe Valley is favored by 14 at 35-21. And I, th I think this is not going to be a trap game for Tippecanoe Valley. I think Tippecanoe Valley comes in. They take care of business. 
and I think they win by about that margin. I, I would say 35-21, somewhere in there. I don't think it's going to be any closer than that. I mean, like 35-24, something like that. 14, 11 to 14 points. I don't think I don't think it's going to be any closer any closer than that. We have Lewis Cass, three and four. At Manchester, three and four. This is the fourth meeting between these two schools, and Lewis Cass leads the series two to one. Number seven and five A Maryville at Lake Central, four and three. This is the fifty-sixth meeting between these two schools, and Maryville leads the series forty-two to thirteen. Michigan City, four and three, at Laporte, one and six. This is the 68th meeting between these two rivals, and Laporte leads the series 42-23-1. Number five in 4A, New Haven, 7-0. At East Noble, 5-2. This is the 49th meeting between these two schools, and East Noble has a two-game advantage at 25-23. North Newton, 0-7. At number nine, one a North White seven and zero. This is the sixteenth meeting between these two schools, and North Newton has a impressive thirteen to two advantage in this series. Uh, expect North White to get their third win of this series. They're absolutely going to beat the brakes off of North Newton. Uh, Northwood five and two at Wallasee one and six. This is the fifty ninth meeting between these two schools. And Northwood leads the series 43 to 15. Pioneer 4 and 3 at Culver 0 and 7. This is the 10th meeting between these two schools, and Pioneer leads the series 8 to 1. Plymouth 2 and 5 at number 8 and 4A Northridge 6 and 1. This is the 43rd meeting between these two schools, and the Rockies lead the series 3, 31 to 11. Uh, make that 31 and 31 to 12 because Northridge is going to beat the brakes off of Plymouth. River Forest four and three at South Central three and four. This is the 52nd meeting of the series, and South Central leads 30 to 21. Number 12 and 2A Rochester at Southwood four and three. 34th meeting between these two schools, and Rochester leads the series 19 to 15. We have South Bend Adams one and six at Jimtown three and four, South Bend Washington two and five at number seven and three A Hamilton Heights seven and zero. Oh. Good thing that's on the road because that would be an absolute blowout up here as well as down there. Like it's going to be Hamilton Heights is going to take care of business and they're going to have a running clock in the second half for sure. Uh, another good game down in Stark County. Number 10 and 1A Triton, 5 and 2 at number 12 and 3A Knox, 7 and 0. This is the 41st meeting between these two schools, and Knox leads the series 30 to 9. This, my brain says Knox is going to win. My heart wants Triton to win just because that would knock Knox out of being in sole possession of first place. And if LaVille were to win against North Judson, 
they would be tied for first place in the conference, as well as Triton. I do believe Triton has one loss in the conference. So there'd be a three-way tie for first place in the Hoosier North. Now, it's, it's not going to happen. Knox is going to take care of business, but you never know. Number four in 5A, Valpo, 5-2 and two at Portage, 0-7. This is the 87th meeting between these two rivals, and Valpo leads the series 48-37 and 1. Number 13 and 6A, Warsaw, 5 and 2, at Goshen, 1 and 6. This is the 54th meeting between these two schools, and Warsaw leads the series 30 to 23. Number 16 and 1A, West Central, 6 and 1, at Frontier, 4 and 3. 56th meeting between these two rivals and Frontier leads the series 32 to 23. West Noble 7 and 0 at Churubusco 2 and 5. 45th meeting between these two schools and Busco leads the series 25 to 19. And finally for our last local game, Whitco 1 and 6 at Northfield 2 and 5. This is the 45th meeting between these two schools and Whitco leads the series. 34 to 14. Now we're going to go to some games around the state that caught my eye or big time games. Uh, we have number two in 1A, Adams Central, 7 and 0. At number six in 2A, Bluffton, 6 and 1. This is the 47th meeting between these two schools, and the Flying Jets of Adams Central lead the series 35 to 11. Number three in 1A, Carroll of Flora, 7-0 at Clinton Prairie, 5-2. This is the 64th meeting between these two schools, and Carroll leads the series 38-25. Number eight in 6A, Fishers, 5-2 at number seven in 6A, Westfield, 6-1. This is the 21st meeting between these two schools, and Fishers leads the series 13-7. to seven. Number 9 in 2A, Heritage Christian, 5-2. At number 6 in 1A, South Putnam, 6-1. This is only the third meeting between these two schools, and South Putnam leads the series two games to one. Number 11 in 6A, Lawrence North, 5-2. At number one in six A, at number one in six A Center Grove, six and one, Lawrence North is five and two. This is the thirty fifth meeting between these two schools, and Center Grove has the advantage at twenty seven to eight. Number eight in one A, Madison Grant, six and one. At number eight in two A, Eastbrook, five and two. This is the forty fifth meeting between these two schools. And Eastbrook leads the series 30-14. to 14. Monrovia 5-2 at Cascade 5-2. This is the 56th meeting between these two schools. And Monrovia leads the series 33-22. Number 7 in 1A, Sheridan 6-1 at Eastern Greentown 5-2. This is the 17th meeting between these two schools. And Sheridan leads the Sheridan leads the series, ten games to six. Silver Silver Creek five and two at number three in two A Brownstown Central, 
six and one. This is the thirteenth meeting between these two schools, and Brownstown Central has won every game except for one. They are eleven and one in the series. South Vermilion six and one at Steger six and one. This is the twenty-fifth meeting between these two schools, and Seeger leads the series eighteen to seven. Southridge five and two, at number thirteen in two ways. North Posey six and one. This is the sixty-third meeting between these two schools, and Southridge leads the series forty to twenty-two. Twin Lakes four and three at number nine and three a West Lafayette five and two. This is the 65th meeting between these two schools, and West Lafayette leads the series 46-18. to 18. Number 14 in 3A, Vincennes Lincoln, 5-2. At number 9 in 4A, Evansville Memorial, 6-1. This is the 18th meeting between these two, two rivals, and Memorial leads the series 9-7-1. Number 15 and 6A, Warren Central, 3 and 4. At number 14 and 6A, Carmel, 4 and 3. This is the 74th meeting between these two rivals. And Carmel leads the series 41, 29, and 3. And then finally, Western Boone, 5 and 2. At Danville, 5 and 2. This is the 31st meeting between these two schools. And Danville leads the series 18 to 12. So now we're going to go through the um, coaches poll for this this week. Um, so in starting in 6A, we have number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, all staying the same. Uh, Center Grove one, Ben Davis two, Brownsburg three, Crown Point four, Hamilton Southeastern five. Indianapolis Cathedral 6, Westfield 7, and Fishers 8. The records of those teams starting from 1 to 8 are Center Grove 6 and 1, Ben Davis 6 and 1, Brownsburg is 7 and 0, Crown Point is 7 and 0, Hamilton Southeastern is 6 and 1, Cathedral's 5 and 2, Westfield 6 and 1, Fishers is 6 and 1. Penn moves up one spot. They jump to number 9. They were 10th last week. And Penn is 6-1. And, and then Carroll of Fort Wayne moves into the rankings. They were not ranked last week. And they come in with a record of 5-2. and two. In 5A, the top three all stay the same. Bloomington North, 7-0. Fort Wayne Snyder, 6-1. And, and then Bloomington South, 6-1. Those are your top three. Valpo moves up to number four. They come in at five and two, and they were fifth last week in the rankings. Um, Harrison West Lafayette, six and one. They move up two spots. They were seventh last week. Uh, number six is Plainfield. They come in at six and one. They were eighth last week. Merrillville uh, drops three spots. They're now, they're now at number seven, and they're five and two. Decatur Central moves up one spot. Uh, they are five and two. And they were ninth last week. Mishawaka falls three spots. They were sixth last week, and they are five and two. And then coming into the rankings at number ten, we have Floyd Central. They're six and one. 
Moving on to 4A, uh, 1 and 2 stay the same. East Central is number 1. They, they're at 7-0. and And Evansville Wrights is number 2, and they're at 7-0. and uh, New Palestine moves up one spot. They're now number 3. They were 4th last week, and they're 5-2. and two. Kokomo is now number 4. They're 6-1, and one, and they were 6th last week, so they move up two spots. New Haven did not move. They stay at number five. Greenfield, Cent- Greenfield Central moves up one spot to number seven. To number six, they were number seven last week. Uh, Cougars of New Prairie move up three spots to, with their win over South Bend Riley. Uh, they were 10th last week, and now they're number seven, and they're six and one. Northridge also didn't move either. They were eighth last week, and they're eighth this week and they're six and one Evansville Memorial went down six spots they were third last week they're ninth this week and they're six and one and then rounding out in four a number 10 is Mississinawa they're seven and oh in 3a one and two stay the same Indianapolis Bishop Chatard is number one and Garen Catholic is number two Chatard is 7-0, and and Garen Catholic is 5-2. and Hanover Central moves up one spot. They were fourth last week. They're third this week, and they're 7-0. and Gibson Southern moves up one spot. They were, they were fifth last week. Now they're fourth, and they're 5-2. and two. Number five is Tri-West. They're 6-1, and one, and they were sixth last week. Heritage Hills is number six. They were seventh last week, and they're six and one. Hamilton Heights moves up two spots. They were ninth last week. Now they're seventh. Tippecanoe Valley jumps into the rankings at number eight, and they are seven and zero. West Lafayette falls six spots. They are number nine. And they're five and two after their loss to Tippecanoe Valley. And then Lawrenceburg also falls two spots to number ten, and they were eighth last week, and their record is also five and two. In two A, one and two stay the same. Linton Stockton is number one at six and one, and number two is Triton Central at six and one. Number three, like I said earlier, is Browntown Central. They are 6-1. and one. They were fourth last week. LaVille moves up two spots. They're back in the top four. They were sixth last week, and LaVille is 6-1. and one. Rounding out the top five is Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. They're 5-2. and two. They jump up three spots from number eight. Number six is Bluffton at 6-1. and one. They were third last week. Number seven is Alexandria at six and one. They were ninth. Number eight is Eastbrook at five and two. They were tenth. Number nine is Heritage Christian at five and two. They were fifth. And then Indianapolis Sestina rounds out the top ten at four and three, and they were number seven. And then in one A, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine all stay the same. Going in order, it's Indianapolis Lutheran, number one, at 7-0. Number two is Adams Central at 7-0. and 
Number three is Carol of Flora, 7-0. Number four is Providence, 7-0. Number five is Park Tudor at 7-0. Number six is South Putnam, 6-1. Number seven is Sheridan, 6-1. Number eight is Madison Grant at 6-1. Number nine is Northwhite at 7-0. And then Triton jumps into the rankings at number 10 at 5-2. And this is the second straight week that a Hoosier North Conference opponent has been ranked number 10 in 1A. Last week we had Pioneer ranked number 10, and then they got beat last week by Knox 50-8, to and then Triton replaces them this week. So could we see Triton stay in the rankings, or are they going to fall out after a win, uh, after a loss to Knox, or will they stay ranked with a win over Knox? We'll have to see. I do have to say, though, it's incredibly disrespectful for Knox to not be ranked in the top 10 in the coaches' pool. Now, if you are wondering, yes, Knox is ranked in 3A. They are ranked in the coaches' pool. I'm just doing the top 10 of the coaches' pool. So it may seem like Knox is not ranked. They are ranked in 3A. It's okay. They are ranked, so it's fine. However, they're not ranked in the top 10, which is giving off the illusion that they are not ranked. And now we turn our attention to Notre Dame football. Notre Dame is playing in their third straight. It's playing their third straight ranked opponent this week, um, as they travel down to Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, down in Louisville to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals are coming in with a record of five and zero, and this is the fourth ever meeting between these two schools. However, Laville, uh, Laville. Notre Dame holds a 2-1 series lead. It would be impressive if LaVille held a 2-1 series lead over Louisville. That would be impressive. Um, All joking aside, this is also the third straight night game that Notre Dame is playing in. Uh, If you're wondering, no, game day is not going there either. Um, And then... What's crazy is Notre Dame is going to be playing four straight night games. So they had Ohio State, then they played Duke, they got Louisville now, and then they're coming back up to Notre Dame Stadium to play Southern California. So they got four straight night games against teams that are ranked. Uh, Next week should be a top 10 showdown. I wouldn't be surprised if game day is back at Notre Dame again. However, I don't know if game day is allowed to go to the same school in the same school twice. So they may choose another team. However, you never know. Game day could be back in South Bend for a second straight time. We'll just have to see where they decide to go after this week. Um, so Notre Dame's coming off of a thrilling, uh, thrilling. Last second comeback win against Duke. And then Louisville is coming off of a three-point win over NC State at 13-10. to And we have some other college football games. These are the 
other top 25 games. Uh, first, we have K- number 20, Kentucky, 5-0. and At number 1, Georgia, 5-0. and This is the 77th meeting in this rivalry, and Georgia has a dominant, dominant series lead. They lead the series 62-12-2, and and the Bulldogs have also won the last 13 games against Kentucky. I think that's going to be the last 14 games. I think Georgia... I think Georgia's going to win at home pretty easily. Number two, Michigan. Meat Chicken, 5-0. At Minnesota, 3-2. This is the 104th edition of this rivalry. And Michigan leads the series 76-25-3. One of the biggest games of the day, if not the biggest game, one where game day is going to be. This is... The game that people in Texas and Oklahoma look forward to every year. They have it circled. It is the 119th edition of the Red River Rivalry. This game is played at the Texas State Fair inside of the Cotton Bowl in Texas. Cotton Bowl in Dallas. The the, the real Cotton Bowl, not AT&T Stadium. This is the actual Cotton Bowl the Longhorns lead the series 63-50-5. I kind of like Oklahoma in this one. Oklahoma's kind of that team you really haven't heard of all year. They're kind of quietly sitting there at number 12. They're like, hey, don't look at us. Keep looking at Texas. Keep hyping them up. The media's behind Texas. I think Oklahoma comes in. I think they shock Texas. I think they give Texas a dose of reality. And I don't think Texas is back yet. So horns down for me. I'll take OU, Boomer Sooner. Um, I, I don't really know a score prediction to give off the top of my head. But I think OU gets it done. So I like I like the Sooners in this one. Then we have Maryland, 5-0 at number 4, Ohio State, 4-0. This is the ninth meeting between these two schools, and the Buckeyes have won the previous eight. They're 8-0. This game should be over by the first quarter, I fully expect. Virginia Tech, 2-3 at number 5, Florida State, 4-0. This is the 38th meeting between these two schools, and the Seminoles lead the series 23-13-1. Number 11, Alabama, 4-1 at Texas A&M, 4-1. This is the 16th meeting between these two schools, and the Crimson Tide lead the series 12 games to 3. Number 13, Washington State, 4-0 at UCLA, 3-1. This is the 63rd meeting between these two schools, and the Bruins lead the series 40-21-1. Syracuse 4 and 1 at North at number 14 North Carolina 4 and 0. This is a seventh ever meeting between these two schools and the series is tied at 3. Number 15 Oregon State 4 and 1 at Cal 3 and 2. This is the 76th meeting between these two rivals. And the Golden Bears of Cal lead the series 39-36. to Arkansas 2-3 at number 16, Ole Miss 4-1. This is the 
This is the 69th meeting between these two schools, and the Razorbacks of Arkansas lead the series 38-29-1. Georgia Tech, 2-3 at number 17, Miami, Florida, 4-0. This is the 28th meeting between these two rivals, and the Hurricanes only have a one-game advantage in this series. They lead it 14-13. Number 23, LSU 3 and 2 at number 21 Missouri 5 and 0. This is the fourth ever meeting between these two schools and that's since Missouri has joined the SEC and Missouri leads the series two games to one. And then rounding out the top 25 matchups for this week, we have number 24 Fresno State 5 and 0 at Wyoming 4 and 1. This is the 14th meeting between these two schools. And the Fresno State Bulldogs lead the series 9-5. to five. So the AP Top 25 the poll has come out. Um, I'm going to read it, off, read it off to you. So number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 all stay the same. Number 1 is Georgia. Number 2 is Michigan. Number 3 is Texas. Number 4 is Ohio State. Number 5 is Florida State. Number 6 is Penn State. Number seven is Washington. Oregon and USC traded spots. Notre Dame jumps into the top 10. Alabama's 11. Oklahoma's 12. Washington is 13. Washington State is 13. North Carolina's 14. Oregon State is 15. Ole Miss is 16. Miami is 17. Utah is 18. Duke is 19, Kentucky is 20, Missouri is 21, Tennessee is 22. I I do not know how Tennessee is ranked. Why is Tennessee ranked? Number 23 is LSU. Same thing with LSU. Why is LSU ranked? They are not that good. Big game Brian Kelly showed up again against Ole Miss. He couldn't get it done against Ole Miss. He had that here his team was up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and blew it. Anyway, and then Fresno State is 24, and Louisville rounds out the top 25, and they are 25. So that's going to do it for the preview show. Tune in Sunday for our recap show of high school football, local games, games around the state, as well as we're going to be talking about Notre Dame football and some college football scores and games from this week. Tune into that. You don't want to miss it. And until then, so long, everybody. Hey, guys. It's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fight.